Welcome back to a brand new season of the HSC Insider. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Brandon Simon. And we are here today with some very special guests. We are going to be doing um, a four-part series to meet your admissions counselors. And so today we are joined uh, by Brooke Butler and Patrick Middleton, who are going to be talking to us about um, the schools that they recruit for here at HSC. So we can go ahead and get started. I don't want to give away information, but let's just go ahead and start uh, with Patrick. I know you have been here for a while, so tell us just a little bit about yourself and your role here at HSC. Oh, thank you, Taylor and Brandon. Uh, my name is Patrick Middleton. I'm the Assistant Director in the Office of Recruitment uh, here at the Health Science Center. Uh, I've worked at the Health Science Center for a number of years. Uh, I was with the office when we restructured into our current format. Uh, prior to that, I worked as the Assistant Director of Admission for the Texas College of Osteopathic Medicine uh, in a role that I was uh, first hired to in uh, November of 2008. So uh, here, 14 years will be uh, my anniversary here in November of this year. Uh, so it's been, a, it's been a lot of years, but it's gone by very quickly. Wow, that's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time. But you're like the go-to expert, though, on all things TCOM. Yeah, I get a lot of questions. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. I'll answer a lot of questions for people. Very good. And Brooke, you're you're a little newer here at HSC, but tell us a little bit about yourself and your role here. Yes, I've been here for 13 and a half years now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, I was brought on in, in about November. So I've been here for about seven months now working in the School of Health Professions. So Master's of um, Physician Assistant, Doctorate of Physical Therapy, and then we got a few other great programs, our Master's of Lifestyle Health Sciences and Coaching and our Genetics and Genomics um, Certificate. So um, yeah, I've been, it's been a really great uh, learning process. <laughs> and. Uh, I'm just happy to be here. Very good. Very awesome. Good. Well, I'll, since we since you're already talking, Brooke, what is one cool little fun fact uh, that you'd like to share with our audience today? One fun fact about yourself. Sure. So um, I think a big part of my hiring was that I am a heavy reader, so I really enjoy reading. Um, currently, I'm on book number 27 of the year. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get to 50. So. Um, really enjoy reading personal statements and things like that so I always look forward to our students applications that's awesome each of those is a mini story too do you can you count those in your count Ooh, or yeah. does it have to be a real book well then I'm at 3,000 <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in that vicinity <laughs> what about you Patrick I know you got a fun fact yeah fun fact I've uh, lived in seven different towns and cities in the state of Texas in my life wow so my youthful life <laughs> okay, very nice. Uh, from the largest city in the state, in the state, uh, city of Houston, uh, and to uh, a town uh, that I call home called Haskell, which is uh, less than 3,000 people. Wow. Wow. Very neat. Wow. Um, get you thinking, how many places have I lived? I don't, I don't um, know how many places I've lived. Sometimes I forget where I live, so I, I don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, yeah. So talking about your programs, Patrick, a very common question that we'll see when we go to different recruitment fairs and things is what is the difference between DO and MD? The difference, and there's a lot, there's some differences, some are very subtle, uh, 
Uh, there's a lot of similarities. And uh, first and foremost, a DO is a physician. They're a, they're a fully licensed physician. They have all the same rights and privileges, uh, same practice rights as an MD in, in all 50 states in the U.S., including the District of Columbia. And, uh, but it, an osteopathic physician uh, takes a different philosophy, philosophical look, if you will, at patient care. Uh, and they see the patient, uh, uh, the overall health of the patient is very important. Uh, treating the patient's symptoms, of course, but looking at their overall health, uh, using a, a very holistic view of the body and the function of the body. Uh, and, and then uh, incorporating the aspect of patient education, our prevention uh, in, in patient care. And, uh, and then looking at, at treatment of structural issue in the body, or somatic dysfunction, and through the use of a treatment modality referred to as osteopathic manipulative treatment, uh, which is a, a series of palpation and manipulation uh, done with the hands uh, for diagnostics uh, or to promote uh, healing in the body. Wow. Wow. This is why I'm glad I never went to medical school. <laughs> but I can definitely help you get there. Right? Because <laughs> uh, I, I just, I can't. I can't. That's a lot. I'm, I, you know, this is why I live vicariously through the people on Grey's Anatomy and, <laughs> and all of that. <laughs> vicariously through our students. And our students, too. Yes, of course. Y'all, yeah, of yeah. course. Now, speaking of which, though, um, you know, Patrick talked a little bit about, about one of the top probably 10 questions we get about the TCOM uh, program and the DO program. Switching gears a little bit, Brooke, uh, thinking about our PT and PA programs, uh, one thing that students always ask is uh, the difference between patient care hours and versus health care hours. So patient care experience versus health care experience. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure thing. So both patient care and healthcare experiences are very valuable in your application um, because really they put you around people who are further down in the career path you're hoping to start. <laughs> so we really like to see both of them. Healthcare is a very broad experience, so all of patient care can fit into healthcare, but not all of healthcare can be patient care experience. Um, a good way of thinking about it is patient care is more hands-on with patients. Um, for the PA program, we consider positions like certified nursing assistant, EMT and paramedic, medical assistant, and a physician scribe. Those are our top four positions. Whereas with PT, we're looking more towards people who are rehab aides, um, physical therapists, techs, or aides, or also um, personal trainers. Those are the most consistent ones that we'll see on applications. But we do like encourage students, you know, if you have any any questions, you're not sure if it fits into this um, because it's such a specific type that we're looking for, um, you're more than welcome to send me an email or anybody in our admissions and we'll try and help clarify it for you. Very good. What about shadowing hours? Where do those fit? Yes, yeah, so shadowing hours are definitely valuable as well, um, especially if you want to be a PA, it's great to shadow some PAs. Um, same with PT. If you, um, our faculty kind of really likes to see a variety. So if you can have an opportunity, I know with the pandemic winding down, still a little bit difficult for some of our students. Um, but right now we are accepting virtual shadowing as well as in person. Um, and really, if you can just get a few different experiences around PAs or PTs, um, that would be really valuable. We don't have a set amount of numbers 
kind of just each student is different with the kind of quality that they're getting in that shadowing experience. Very good. Awesome. I want to throw Audible in here, too. And uh, Patrick, if you could talk a little bit about the importance of uh, the quality of shadowing uh, and those and you know where they're doing those or, or where they're getting those shadowing hours. Absolutely, Brandon. And, and something, too, to also I, I'll mention with the shadowing is, is we do understand that students are facing still facing restrictions concerning mm-hmm. gaining access to shadowing. Uh, that's why we are accepting virtual shadowing. Uh, the same as we would see in-person shadowing. Uh, but the, the quality of the hours is very important. An applicant may have fewer shadowing hours, but the experience that they gained from that was much more robust than another applicant. Uh, the reflection of that experience uh, makes a big difference in their application. How, they deter- how, they, how that experience has motivated them uh, to continue pursuing medicine or pursuing PA or physical therapy or another, another health science career field. Uh, and so it's very important that we understand that, that the student is articulating that to us in their personal statement, mm-hmm. uh, that they're talking, telling us about that experience. And kind of along the lines of questions that we get asked a lot, I think I think this question comes to us for all programs. Um, and so I'd like to pose it to, to each of you. Um, and that's what makes a competitive applicant for your programs? <laughs> we yeah, both looked at each other. <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. Um, so we look at all of our applications holistically. So there's so many different things that you can do to be a competitive applicant. Of course, patient care experience and shadowing hours are important. We're also a hugely based um, volunteering school, so helping out our underserved communities in the area. So we're really looking for students who are committed um, with serving their community. We also look for, um, you know, stellar GPA, especially that last 60 GPA. Um, We want to see that, you know, you have had a successful upwards trend within your academic career. Um, And then the last thing I'll I'll note is really great letters of recommendation um, from people who can really talk about how you are both as a student, but also in the healthcare field. and yeah, I'll, I'll stop with that and I'll let Patrick carry on with DCOM. Yeah. And so um, it, a competitive applicant, as Brooke said, it's, um, there's not a cookie cutter method of becoming competitive. Uh, competitive. Uh, each applicant is competitive in their own way, uh, but we are still we're evaluating kind of three different areas on the application, uh, uh, an applicant's academic background, their experiences, their personal attributes, and their perspective. Uh, and um, strong academics are very important uh, strong test score, uh, but uh, with that, then experiences. Does the applicant have have they gained enough experience that and they're able to tell us in their reflection mm-hmm. about that experience that they understand what they're getting into, uh, that this is what they want to do for the rest of their life, and that they are committed to this. Are they committed to uh, service to the community, service to others, service to strangers? Uh, they, do they want to? continue that aspect, not just prepping for med school or PA or PT, uh, but they want to continue that while they're a student with us and going forward into the rest of their life. Uh, so are we? is that demonstrated on their application? But also then the applicant's story and mm-hmm. who, this per, who they are, what experiences in life have prepared them for, for becoming a physician, have prepared them that they're for our classroom environment, 
what are they going to be able to share with their classmates and bring that's going to make their their classmates better physicians in the future based upon their experiences that they will share yeah, yeah that's a lot of really good info too and one thing that you said patrick i want to go back to um you were talking about service and i think that's something that is um universally true across all programs at hsc both clinical and non-clinical programs um, is embedded in the very bedrock of our university. Uh, one of our core values, and it's not just, you know, serving others is one of our core values, and we can say that's our value, but it's something that I do think that as an institution we try to live and try to try to definitely demonstrate through all the different programs and initiatives and projects, um, our community engagement, our community garden on campus, um, all of these different volunteer experiences and opportunities. So absolutely. Um, you know, and, and my theory is, you know, the more you engage with the community, the better you can serve them, mm -hmm. you know, as a future mm -hmm. healthcare professional. Uh, hopefully the more the better bedside, uh, uh, you know, bedside manner you might have, too, because, you know, I like a doctor with a little personality. I mean, if we're about to get real personal here, Doc, you know. You might want to, you know, crack a few jokes and stuff with me. Um, but I definitely think service is a big part of our culture here at HSC. And speaking of our culture here at HSC, you can always learn more about our culture, about our programs, about all of our uh, different exciting opportunities here at the University of North Texas Health Science Center. Um, you can visit us online at www.unthsc.edu. Or if you're interested in our academic programs, you can always email us. Mm -hmm. uh, you can email our office at admissions at unthsc.edu, and we'll be sure to get you to the right admissions counselor, whether you're interested in uh, one of our programs in the School of Health Professions or whether you're interested in our medical program in the Texas College of Osteopathic Medicine. Uh, we'll be sure to get you to either Brooke or Patrick, whatever, whichever one of them um, is relevant and whichever one of them is available because uh, we can all definitely help you out and guide you guys along your journey. Uh, so until next time, listeners, I'm Brandon Sermon. And I'm Taylor Rogers. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the HSC Insider.